Welcome back to NCBI podcast. I'm Katie, Communications Executive for NCBI. Today we're speaking to Head of Retail, Beverly Scallon. Welcome, Beverly. Hi, Katie. How are you? Uh, I'm great, thank you. Um, would be feeling far happier and better if our stores were open at the moment, but obviously we're in um, level five lockdown. Um, so obviously at this stage, the stores aren't open, which is uh, disappointing. It is. It's a difficult time for everyone, but it's hoping that people will stay safe and stay at home so that we can get through this as quickly as possible and roll out the vaccine, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, so you're quite new to this role, Beverly. Um, well, I started um, my induction at the end of um, November um, and um, Rosie was still on board at that stage, which was great because I was able to spend some really valuable time with uh, Rosie, which was hugely appreciated and really helped my transition into NCBI and into the role of head of retail. Um, so I officially, um, I suppose, Rosie um, left after, just after Christmas, so heading into the new year. And that's when I started live in my role, which um, unfortunately coincided with the, the stores closing. So um, I've been live now for um, a couple of weeks, um, but without any shops, unfortunately. But I have got lots to do and I've been uh, keeping myself and my team very busy. So what does your role entail as head of retail, Beverly? Um, well, the role actually is a really exciting, interesting role, um, and it covers uh, many areas. Um, so, obviously, within NCBI, um, we have a number of shops. I think at the moment we're at 118. We've got a couple of stores that are due to open um, once we can reopen, which I think is exciting. Um, and um, so I, I look after the retail part of um, NCBI. But also within that as well, we have our logistics area because the logistics part plays a huge part of um, obviously immobilising retail by getting stock from our bins that we have across the country, by moving stock from store to store. Um, we do collections. So we have a furniture um, shop in Kylamore. So we do a lot of collections. We have people who generally generously generously donate to us so we'll go out and collect their furniture um, so it's quite a big role really um, and it's a really exciting role and I think it's a role that we will continue to evolve as we continue to grow the business. Have you always worked in retail? I have so um, I've um, if I go back years and years and years ago my grandma had a, um, a corner shop um, in England. So I used to play in her shop as a child um, and I started working in retail at 15 years old. Whilst I was still in school, I would have had a Saturday job. Um, I've done many roles in the UK. I'm obviously originally from England. Um, and then I met my husband, who is Irish, and I came over to Ireland 18 years ago. Um, but I have always worked in retail. Um, I think the nice thing is I've worked as a sales assistant. I've worked as a um, a visual display person. I've worked as an assistant manager, a store manager, an area manager, a regional manager, a country manager, and a head of retail. So I've, I understand each role and I understand the importance of each role as well, because every role is equally as important. Um, so yeah, lots of experience in retail in, in many different retailers. 
You were destined for it from a young age. <laughs> I, do you know what? It's really funny because I always say I absolutely, I absolutely believe that retailing is in your blood. You either love it or you don't. Um, and I absolutely do love it. I think it's so varied. You meet so many different people, so many different characters. Um, I think it's really interesting. Um, I think it can develop so many different skills. So I, I actually do think retail is a fantastic career. And obviously, over the years, retailing has evolved and the jobs have evolved. So, you know, the, the sales assistant of today is not necessarily the sales assistant that it was 20 years ago. Speaking on uh, evolving of the fashion industry and retail in general, um, there's been a lot of emphasis on sustainability. And I know that NCBI Retail has really tried to make this the cornerstone of circular fashion and, and sustainable fashion. Can you tell us a little bit about how NCBI Retail is making fashion more sustainable or contributing to that? Well, we had um, our renewed pop-up shop, um, which opened during the month of December, um, which was hugely successful in terms of promoting NCBI services for people who are blind and vision impaired, but alongside highlighting the scope and the impact of NCBI's 120 charity shops throughout Ireland. Um, Alongside this, it gave us a very clear, it gave a very clear message around sustainability in terms of the shopping experience. Um, And I think, you know, pop-up is something that we will continue with. It's timely. It's got to be about the right time and the right location. Um, And the intention is to continue with this sub-brand throughout the year. Um, And I think we've got to remember charity retail stands at the forefront of reuse and sustainability. And we are the green engine of the high street. I think even more so now when you see a lot of the conventional retailers closing down. Um, I do think we need to talk more to this, both internally with our teams and externally with our customers, our partnerships and our sponsors. Um, And I do believe that sustainability plays a key part in who we are and what we stand for. And I really want to look at how we evolve this um, over the coming year in terms of, you know, our new store concept, education with our customers and with our um, managers and, and staff teams. Um, you know, we may have, is there an opportunity to do something with a collaboration with a designer? Um, and NCAD actually really supported us with um, Renewed in terms of um, some of the work they did with us with our promotional video. Um, and I do think there's something we can probably do in terms of, you know, the textiles, you know, is there a modular that they can do um, on the textile course? Um, And I think customer engagement is really, really key. So I think, you know, it's a huge deal for charity retailing. And I think we can continue to evolve this. So obviously, that's a huge, huge amount of work that is going to be done on that. What other plans do you have um, for NCBI retail? Well, we still have a desire to grow our retail chain. um, And there are markets that we are not in at the moment that we'd like to be in. Um, And there's also markets that we currently trade in uh, where we'd like to be in a better location. So I think growth is still important to us, but it's about, again, you know, timing and the right place. Um, So I think watch this space in terms of seeing some new NCBI stores pop up across the country. Um, I think as well, we've got some work to do around pricing. 
Um, it's really important. We get fantastic donations um, within our shops. Um, and I think it's really important that we don't undervalue these items. Um, and at times um, we may not be consistent. So I think there's a, a, a big piece of work around pricing. Because if we get the price right, this is a really easy way to drive sales in our current locations with the stock that we've got by actually charging the right price. Um, and I think there's a bit of work we can do around good, better and best in terms of um, stock. Um, so I think pricing is a big deal for us. Um, I think consistency is important um, and consistency across the chain. So regardless of the age of the shop and the location, when somebody goes into one of our stores, it needs to feel like you're in an NCBI shop. So the layout needs to be right, the retail standards need to be right, the messaging and customer experience. So that needs to be consistent, regardless if you're in a store in Tralee or if you're in a store in Letterkenny or if you're in a store in Terenure. And I think thinking about that, UK charity retail is ahead of where we are in Ireland. Um, and what I'd really like to be is actually for NCBI Retail to be the leader, the market leader in Irish charity. Um, and I think that's something that we can really achieve. Um, obviously, it takes time, but I think we have a lot of things in our favour. So that would be a huge um, desire that we are the Irish charity retailer um, leading the way in Ireland. We rely massively on the public giving donations to the charities. Um, I know that sometimes a question that comes up is, are the clothes sold in the shop or are they moved around the country if they're donated to the shop? And absolutely they are. Um, and I think it's really important. I think if somebody takes, let, let's be honest, in a lot of places where we trade, um, there could be one, two, two, three other charity retailers on the same street. So if somebody chooses to drop their donations to us, they've made that choice because they could have gone elsewhere. So I think it's really important that actually, first of all, how we engage with that um, customer that's donated um, the product, but it's really important that actually we're selling that product within that store. And we do know that we do get customers that come in to have a look to say, you know, has their stock been put out on display? Actually, how much are we charging for it? Which I think goes back to what I said about, you know, pricing and making sure we're charging and not undervaluing items. Um, so what does happen is the stock comes in, um, the it's actually sorted through. Um, it doesn't all go out at the same time. Obviously, we have to quarantine our stock at the moment for 72 hours, and I think that will continue for quite a while. Um, and it does go out on sale. Now, we do rotate the stock. Um, so after it's been in one particular store for a period of time, if it hasn't sold, then it will go on to, um, we'll move it on to another store and give them the opportunity to sell the stock. So again, it's new stock coming into a store. Um, so, um, you know, we wouldn't be, obviously we wouldn't be able to function without the kind donations that we get from uh, customers. You, you mentioned there about quarantining the clothes and uh, just about COVID in general. Is there any plans in the works for um, charity shopping with NCBI to become maybe more virtual or anything like that? 
I think that's really important, Katie. I think Omnichannel, as we know, has absolutely grown massively over the last year, really. Probably grown, grown at a rate which wasn't expected, obviously due to COVID. Um, so in the last lockdown, so October, November, we did trial Click and Collect, um, and we trialled it in 15 stores. Our plan and our desire would have been during this lockdown to actually um, offer the click and collect service again, but actually open it up to more markets. Um, now, unfortunately, government guidelines have actually prevented us from doing that this time. But in the background, we have got a piece of work going on so that as soon as we get the green light for click and collect to go ahead, we will be in a position to be able to offer that in more markets. So I think that's something we can absolutely do. Um, going live this week, um, we are looking at trialing uh, Thriftify fashion. So we've used Thriftify before in terms of our books sales um, but it's um, a platform that's growing um, in terms of fashion and a number of retailers um, in the UK, um, charity retailers in the UK are using it, there are a number in Ireland that are using it and we will be starting to use Thriftify this week. Um, so I think initially we're hoping to be uploading 30 garments a day um, and we'll see how that evolves um, but on average the charity retailers using Thriftify are uploading around 100 items a day. Um, so that's something new for us as well. And I think that'll be quite exciting. Brilliant. That's great. It's really good. Um, and I know they they were selling some clothes on Thriftify and it was doing really well. So fingers crossed that will keep going. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on before I let you go? I think there's just a couple of other things. Um, and you and I spoke about this prior to um, to chatting now. And I think it's really important that within retail, we're a big part of NCBI. And I think it's really important that within retail, we understand our purpose. Because um, our purpose is really important to NCBI. And we are part of um, a larger family. And we have a role to play. And I think it's important that we are joined up. Um, and understand what that role is. Um, and I think the other thing that I just really want, want to touch on is, um, you know, culture is really important to me. And I think it's, um, it's about who we are, how we treat each other and the way we get things done. And obviously what we stand for. And I think, you know, culture is leader led um, and culture obviously needs to be organic. And this is a, just one of the areas that I really want to spend some time looking at this year. Um, with my team and obviously it will involve a, a wider part of the organisation as well. Um, so I think that is important and then finally I have to just say um, Katie I'm obviously gutted that I can't get out to any stores at the moment. I'm really looking forward to getting out to the stores and meeting um, our teams. We have some great people that work in our stores. We have some super managers that have been in the organisation for many years. Um, we have amazing volunteers and we have some great people who are working on schemes. And, you know, when they're working on the schemes, it obviously helps support them getting back into the workplace and develop them to their skills. We have a number of managers that actually work for us who started their journey on a scheme. And it really does help us with our succession planning. As we And as we continue to want to grow our organisation, these people play a really key part. So I'm really looking forward to getting out into the stores, meeting the people. 
um, who are out there working in them. Because um, as, as I said, we have some fabulous um, teams out in our shops. Retail is the backbone of NCBI because without retail, we couldn't keep providing services for those with sight loss. So it's definitely important. Um, okay, thank you so much, Beverly. It was really nice to chat to you and hopefully we'll get an update soon enough and fingers crossed we will have the shops open. Superb. Lovely. Yes. Look forward okay. to it. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Thank you.